This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend <laughs> that I don't right Hold now. it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Welcome everybody to uh, the latest uh, episode of Forever Bristol City podcast. We seem to be doing them every other day at the moment. Um, fresh uh, overnight from uh, the result at St Andrews, that's the uh, home of Birmingham City. It was I described it as a bore fest on Twitter. The final score: Birmingham City nil, Bristol City nil. Uh, no four games in a in a row won, but it keeps the unbeaten run going. And uh, 10 points out of 12 from this uh, Yuletide period. I think most people would have settled for that, um, given where we were maybe barely three weeks ago. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Mark and uh, Ian. We're going to try and uh, get as much as we can out of yesterday's game. Although somebody said on uh, one of the social media platforms last night, good luck with trying to pick the highlights out of that. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'll start with you first, Ian. Your takeaway thoughts from the game in summary. As you said, uh, if somebody would have said four games ago, we pick up 10 points out of 12, we'd have bitten their arm off up to their neck. So you can't complain too much. Um, Let's put it this way. I'd be a lot more worried if I was a Birmingham City fan. Um, In terms of, I think the sensible way to do it is rate it in thirds. I thought our defence was a nine, our midfield was a six stroke seven and our attack was a four. Mm. Um, what let us down was the final ball. We had twice as many crosses as as Birmingham, twice as many passes forward. Uh, we dominated the game, but we didn't. The only, I think, decent chances we created was Mimetti's header, which was pretty pathetic. And Andy Vyman just needed to get a nick on that nice, lo- that lovely cross from Jason Knight or lovely, almost a through ball from Jason Knight, and uh, he completely faffed it. So, and I thought all night our passing was poor. Um, 
So that's hence the 6.5 to 7 for the midfield, who actually dominated the game. And Joe Williams looks a different player. So, yeah, we take a point, but it's not a game you're going to want a video of. No. Mark, your uh, your thoughts. Ian's described the highlights, so uh, we might as well call it a day just after that. But uh, what were your uh, takeaway moments? <laughs> well, it, I mean, it shows you the, the difference when we are treated like the home team. We have the majority of possession. I think it, what was it, 63% in the end, something yeah. like that? 63% yeah. possession. We're expected to make to make all the running. We're, we're not turning over ball um, from a team dominating possession like Wat, like Watford and you know Hull and uh, and 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 to an ex and and Sunderland uh, to a lot of extent. We're defending doggedly. The game's completely different. We're expected to make all the running, which means we need good quality ball in in the final third. We didn't have that at all. What disappointed me? We didn't. We just didn't have players who wanted the ball you know in that in that final third to make things happen there was nobody uh, prepared to make runs at their defense uh, apart from uh, in probably in the first um, in the first half so it was all a bit flat what we did come away with from these four games the city have got a settled side they're excellent in defense don't look, um, when when they're playing out from the back they look very comfortable they look good playing through the thirds joe williams uh it's it's been tremendous the last two games. Outstanding mid uh, midfielder, you know, came in ahead of James, and I think James, I think um, Ian alluded to, he probably carrying maybe carrying a little bit of an injury, which was why uh, he was on the subs bench last night. And when he came on, he didn't look his sharp, look his sharpest either, and took a while to you know to to get into the uh, the speed of the game. But City have come away with ten points, which is an excellent return. And if we'd have looked at the the what. And, and, and Birmingham games uh, from the outside, we might have looked at them differently and thought, oh, we could beat Birmingham and, and maybe yeah, scrape a draw at Watford. It's been completely right. different. But when you're playing against against teams that sit off you, that, that put men behind the ball, it's much harder. And we've got to learn how to win games like that, as well as where we, uh, we're feeding off the opposition's uh, energy uh, and not our own. So that's the difference. And it's going to be like that again on Monday against Mill. So yeah. fantastic return. Uh, we're still a work in progress, but, uh, you know, great work. So it's, we've yeah. got a lot to look forward to. We we set a work in progress for about four years, Mark, haven't we? I mean, well, no, but I mean the thing is, we we I mean after ten games, we're really I think we're really seeing the benefits of Liam. Yeah, we look we look at different. Players. We do look at different. We do we look at different. Side. I mean, in possession, we look so much. We look so much better. Yeah, uh, so much more comfortable, and you look like the team's going somewhere. It's just those final bits, you know. It's just finishing off those moves. That's yeah. what you need to do. Be more clinical. Take chances when they come to you. Don't let the opposition off the hook. No. Be more ruthless. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. In the last 20, we've only won four out of the last 25 matches against Birmingham, which is pretty poor, really. But interesting stat from last night. In the last 20 meetings with them, right, they've had 19 different managers. Yeah. And which, uh, here's a little quiz question which manager played his team against us twice out of that 19 managers? Good, both of you. You read what I read as well. The other thing as well, it was Max O'Leary's 100th game for the club. Didn't have a lot to do. Sixth clean sheet of the season. That's not a position that right here, right now, needs to be even contemplated uh, 
in uh, in the window. Uh, let's just briefly look at the the lineup uh, or lineup. Yeah, the lineup, our lineup. Uh, Ian um, rotation. I thought they should have used more subs later on in the game. To be honest, Naki Wells getting the nod, uh, leading the line. Um, your your thoughts on 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 that lineup, that change, and you know we'll, we'll talk about it now. Use of substitutions and the timings. Yeah, I thought uh, it was no surprise to see uh, Naki get forty five and Tommy get forty five. Uh, and Bell looked particular substitutes when he came on in that right wing role, um, replacing uh, Mark Sykes. And I think you've there's a few things going on there. Firstly, you've got to try and win the game. Secondly, you've got to make sure you don't lose. And thirdly, yeah. you've got to get um, as few minutes, if you will, into some players' legs and as many minutes into other players' legs as you can. And I'm sure it'll be the same when... Uh, Ross McCrory and Andy King come back and the bench will start to look a lot smaller. We know that Cal Naismith probably now won't be back until February because he's had a, a what was described as a setback. Um, we know that uh, Akko and um, uh, Roberts will, will be back mid to late Jan. Uh, so it, it's starting to look uh, touch wood all the time I'm saying it is starting to look a happier place and we know we'll probably bring in a couple of signings uh, which I understand to be a creative left-sided midfielder and um, a striker different to the ones that we've got so somebody that can play football not a head on a stick but somebody that can hold the ball up and play people in so um, I, I think that's looking at everything on the bright side but look if we beat Millwall and I know we've said that a lot over the years. If we win this game, we'll be this and we'll be that. And I wish I'd had a 10. No. I think it's, I think it's, it's 10 P's run out, David. That's it. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, the sound's gone, isn't it? Ian's frozen. Uh, I don't know what's happened there. Uh, uh, he's gone and he's back. He's back in the room. You're back in the room, Ian. I don't know what happened there. We thought Sorry, I said the, 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 no, that, that's the meter again. Um, the the last um the last part i said i don't know how, how much of that you got but i said if if you look at the players coming back um did you hear me say that naismith's probably out until yeah, feb yeah. yeah you talked about a new player coming in who's not a head on a stick who can hold the ball up and bring players in oh right okay that that that's the last one and I, and i think if you beat millwall that'll be um is it 12 points out of 15 so no, if it's 10 you know, from 12, 13. it'll be 13, it'll be 13 Th out of 15. 13 out of 15. So if I just said five games ago, we do that, you'd have fallen off laughing. So, well, I mean, it's it's a testament to how we play. And we seem, at the moment, once again, touching wood, to be, able to be able to play better when we have a substantial amount of possession. I think last night we may have had too much but i think birmingham we're we're trying to play we were just so much better for them better than them i know and at 50 percent our best we were 30 percent better than they were so i think not real problems well they dropped down to 20th um mark ian alluded to earlier joe williams playing uh 
some of the best football of his stuttering career at Ashton Gate, I suppose you could say. OK, he played a decent number of games last season. Um, playing for a contract, do you think? Or, uh, you know, he, Wyman and uh, James are out of contract in the summer. I mean, Andy came on. Ian alluded to one of the rare points, that little flick that uh, would have been nice if that had gone in. But uh, do you think Joe sort of, is he surplus such that he might go in the, in the window and he's sort of putting himself out there for potential suitors, no. what do you think? No, I mean, it's, it's just about Joe Williams' fitness. The quality's always been there, but he hasn't had a run of games because he just hasn't been able to stay fit. And because of the intensity of games and his poor fitness have meant that he's often broken down. Uh, so he can't play, you know, three games in a week, which is why he had to come off, I think, what, after about an hour last night? Mm. around that which was which was probably sensible because I think most fans when they saw him in the starting lineup when Joe Williams is in the starting lineup Joe Williams is going to break you know he's going to fall over and and, and break into little pieces like Humpty Dumpty after two minutes falling off a wall but I mean he, given the chance ahead of, ahead of James against Watford grabbing you know taking the ball and directing the game Winning, winning balls in midfield, winning, you know, winning balls upfield, in his own area. He's been absolutely fantastic, and the leader we've been we've been looking for. It's all about fitness. Joe Williams will get a new contract as long as Joe Williams stays fit. No question about his ability. Joe Williams wants to stay at Bristol City. I mean, it's not about putting himself out there because every club buying Joe Williams will have the same problem. He will, you know, he'll be a Bristol City player. Keep fit, he'll get a new contract. Simple as that. Okay. Ian, you want to pick up on that point? How do you know Joe Williams wants to stay at Bristol City, Mark? I don't. I'm guessing. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he wants to right. stay well, at Bristol City. And, and Andy Vyman's got a, got a clause in his contract, which means if he plays so many games, he gets another year. Um, and he, he hasn't activated that clause yet. So we might not be looking just... around. Yeah. They, well, so they both, yeah. So they, well, hang on, they both might be looking around. Oh, so no, I, but I, I wouldn't allude to Andy, Andy, Andy Vyman. I, you know, I mean, Andy Vyman's completely different case. Well, I mean, I think the thing is, Chad... His job secure is going to be a little bit different because he, yeah. he's probably looking towards... He's looking at the end of his career and thinking, if I could sign a three-year deal or a two-year deal with somebody, I'd get that extra security. Can I get that in this country? Or can I get that abroad? I've got a right to start abroad. talking to foreign clubs now. That's up to him. I mean, the thing Bill is, Williams is only 27, isn't he? So his, his, his yeah. prospects are a bit different. You can tell there's not a great deal to talk about any action, but just bringing up what you said there, Ian, about a striker, not a head on a stick, different to what we got, <clears> and a creative left-sided midfield player. Well, we've already got, um, you know, um, in midfield, Ross McCrory coming back, although he was quite emphatic that he's played most of his football at right back. Yeah. You know, if you bring in a creative midfielder to a midfield of, um, if you say Taylor Gardner, Hickman, Williams, and Knight are the first picks in there at the moment. Yeah. If you're bringing in a creative midfielder, which one of those three do you leave out? Yeah, because if you bring in somebody in that is okay, we got to look at it as a match day 19, not a starting 11. But you know, it's got to be somebody who's better than those three to raise the fans' expectations a bit. Ian, would you agree with that particular point? I think if you bring in any players, they should be better than the ones you've currently got. 
<clears throat> the only other circumstance where you don't do that is if you've got, for example, um, a top quality left back and you bring in a, you know, you bring in a left back, this maybe an eight out of 10. Um, but no, look, I, I think I've said all along, it, it's all right saying, well, this player can leave and this other player can leave. Firstly, someone's got to want them. And secondly, the person you bring in has got to be better than them. So mm. we don't need any clubs in the bag, squad fillers, uh, anything like that. Uh, we we need someone that's that's better. So uh, you you look at who you leave out when you decide how you're going to play. When you bring in the players that you've got, for example, we might only play with one wide player, and not play with not play with two wide players, which we we're currently doing. We might play. Manning might say, "Well, yeah, we need to score more goals. I'm going to go two up top." So once you he'll know. They'll give him, he'll, he'll have seen the list of players and said, right, I'll have him and I'll have him. And those are the two I want. Now, if you can't get them, fair enough. Well, if we can't get those two, I'll have these next two. And after that, if I can't get those two, we won't bother. We'll stick, yeah, stick with what we got. Stick with what we got. All right, um, let's get into the action. Mark, um, we started okay. They got an early corner. Um well, yeah, I mean, very little action to talk about in the first half. Two incidents, though. Naki Wells, uh, did he miss kick or did Sanderson take his legs? And then there were two headers from uh, Mometi or near headers. Uh, we, we had a, they were half chances in the first half, really, Mark, weren't they? Or was that a pen? Well, in the act, in the act of um, in in the act of crossing the ball, and, and it was a great team move from City. I think yeah. you know uh, Williams in into Sykes, but great ball to feet in tight areas, and and uh, and <coughs> just adjusts his feet, turns onto his left, and he's he's attempting to clip the ball to the far post to Mimetti, and as he as he's kicks it, his 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 standing foot goes from under him. So I think he I think. Sanderson's kicked the back of his his heel, and Mimetti. Well, it's like he's head in a bar of soap because it slides off his head, and Cam Pring's at the back. I think he's got his head in his hands, thinking, "How did he? How did he miss that?" But if, as I said before, I think if if the move had ended with Wells going down, then the referee might have given a penalty. As it was, we're just we're, we're just ruining a a bad miss from Mimetti because he just didn't get any contact on the ball hardly any contact on the ball at all it slipped off his forehead and just drifted and drifted wide mm. so a, a really bad miss from Mimetti. it was an open, an open goal mm. do you think do you think similarly Ian a bad miss and his lack of physicality the number of times that he was put in good positions and he just I mean he was at his frust his most frustrating the other day well yesterday I mean there were glimmers of what we'd thought we were paying a million quid for in the preceding three games. But, you know, he should have done better. And he just got knocked off the ball too many occasions, didn't he? I think if you're looking at wingers and talking about physicality, then you might be barking up the wrong tree. But, I mean, wingers, no player plays well every week. Um, and if you're talking about things that could be better... Jason Knight, who I think played well last night, but lots of misplaced overhit passes as well as. So our players aren't the finished article. 
Mimetis certainly not. Um, but I, I disagree that we he had lots of opportunities. And uh, I mean, if he can't head a ball, that's a problem. That and that's something that needs to be sorted out on the training ground. And I agree with my I don't I wouldn't call it an open goal, but I think from the one where Sykes crossed it with his left foot, he should have got far better contact, a, a glancing header and sent it into the uh he could have gone for either corner of the net. And I think he just completely well, he, he looked to me it looked like a you know, when, when you've got kids in the playground and they're trying to head a ball and they just can't get the technique to do it, it looked like one of them. Um, but once again, perhaps headed isn't high up on the list of um, talents when you're when you're signing a, a, a winger. But no, he'll, I think he'll start Saturday and I think he'll... Um, unless, oh, of Monday. course... Monday. Uh, Monday, sorry. But unless, of course, he, he pulls up in in training or they kind of <coughs> tired i mean we've got um today if well what have they got two and a half days to recover um and there were a lot of them last night that i thought cam pring's first touch last night was a pass at times um and, and he wasn't the only one um it it was um yeah it, it was a bit it was a bit of a shame but it, it was an indifferent uh, well it was a poor performance in the final third i have to say it and for I mean, we had double double the crosses Birmingham had, double the passes forward. We won more individual duels. So, it, you know, you couldn't say it was a bad performance. It's an two point, point. Two and, points and lost look, in effect then, Ian, really? On the... Well, yeah, but if, if you'd have offered all of us four points from those two away games, what we'd have all said yes. Yeah, so, of course you would. No, you it, know, would have been and, the other way. it would have been the other way around. Look at Preston. Look at Preston last night. They beat Wolves up uh, Wolves. They they beat Leeds, um, Leeds. Leeds on on uh, the last game. And they go out last night. And they, what was it? Uh, they Was it a loss or a defeat with Rotherham? Draw. So, no, Rotherham drew with draw. Sunderland. Drew. What? Yeah, Preston. Mark's right. Rotherham drew with Sunderland last night. Oh, uh, right. Pre well, Preston... Um, I, I, I lost a, at home to Sheffield Wednesday. There you go. That's the that's two. it. That's the one I was thinking of. So and QPR talk about QPR got a draw at Ipswich as well. So we we said about three weeks ago the bottom three were cast adrift, but not so really, is it? Well, I think people could. There's there always seems to be a team that get dragged down into it. QPR were nearly that team last year, um, but QPR changed their manager. You know, we we might look round. Well, we were criticising the point we got at QPR and our performance, which wasn't great, which was Liam Manning's first game. Um, but that might turn out to be quite a good point at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, no, well, you could be at right. At the end of the season. Yeah. Um, Mark, um, Ian said, uh, barking on a wrong tree, going on about physicality and wingers not really associated with it. And let's, uh, I'll bring Ian in on the conversation as well. <clears throat> I'm just sort of thinking about wingers that I've watched in my time at City that would not get knocked off the ball in the way that Manning does. Because Sykes in the big lad, and I think he's got the right physicality, but you you might not remember all of these, Mark. But uh, first one I'll pick is Alan Skirton, right, back in the late 60s. He was a bloody unit. He was very quick, yeah? 
Yeah, Arsenal, uh, Blackpool, and City, wouldn't he? Yeah, Blackpool I think he was from the City, he was from the West know. Country, and anyway, wouldn't he? I think. I'll pick so. another one, Clive Whitehead. You know, yeah, I mean, no, Clive. Talked to him at the uh, senior senior Reds Christmas do. Lovely, lovely fella. Um, but not for, for he, my he first season. Warrior. He wasn't going to get. He wouldn't be powder puff on the ball. No, what he get? Like he was he, and he was converted to You're a talking right about man. a different quality of player day. No, I'm talking about physicality because you can be a lump and not particularly good and not get knocked off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean right. Be... Clive Whitehead's exceptional. Mark, you'll remember these two as well, right? Dave Smith, Mark Gavin, 1989 yeah. 90. Well, Mark, Mark, yeah. Mark Gavin was out of physicality. Oh, you're at your laughing. He was a little weedy bloke, right? But yeah, he was. He, think... was he was all arms and legs. Dave Smith was more powerful. And he, yeah. he was, the, they called him the flying postman, yeah, didn't Dave, they? We got Dave Smith will agree with you on, but not. No, but Mark, yeah, Mark Gavin, Gavin, quite yeah, Mark Gavin, I don't recall him just being just knocked off the ball. And, and going back to I the did. 70s again, Jerry Sharp, slightly built guy, but as hard as nails, not the quality of Clive Whitehead, admittedly. Yeah? But, well, those, right. those games, you had to, you, you had to, you, in those, in those days, you had to, give, well, you had to give it out, didn't you? you we're, know. Not gonna keep, we're not going to keep this one going for But the thing, is, the thing is, when you say wingers these days, I mean, I think, it's a bit of an old. It's a bit of an old term. Do teams play with with wingers now? Because it it, it it sort of sort of talks about a very linear style of play. You know, yeah. you're having permanent wide men when you really want players to play a little bit further inside. You want them to 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 make space, and you also want them to do defensive work. If you were to old-fashioned wingers, were people who just stuck to the line and waited for the ball. You know, to to some extent, you wouldn't see them tracking back. No. Here's another one from the past, Junior Ben. You know, he wasn't big, but I didn't see him weak. And that's the thing with Anis. You know, we've 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 had our expectations elevated by the three games that we won. All right, he had a bad game last night, but he was we and Alan Andrews has said on the text feed here, Pring had his head in his hands because had Anis not got his head on the ball, he was a marked tap in. Well, one would hope it was tapped in because just before the end, Pring had a shot on the edge of the box and it would have been more akin to uh, going for uh, two points at the rugby. Anyway, getting back to the action, uh, I'll be honest, uh, I didn't write a lot in the second half. There were two incidents. Ian's already described it. Uh, but Knight, the Vyman flick almost crept in. But uh, Ian, it would have been a travesty, an absolute travesty, if that shot of Sunjik's that went uh, wide had gone in, wasn't it? And the way the net rippled, some of their fans thought that had gone in, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, did you find the coverage last night dark? I think they need to get their, their floodlights sorted out, Birmingham, because it was just, I, 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 you know, it was just dark and dingy and I don't know. But anyway... No atmosphere, and and it was the game reflected the no atmosphere and all the rest of it. I mean, Skype's uh, crowd was twenty one thousand. Uh, we had two thousand there, which is all the tickets they gave us. And, and before I forget to say it, fair play to every single one of them that went out there. Um, well, probably most of them yeah, went I mean, to Watford as well, didn't they? And I would imagine. Yeah, well, I'll, but I'll tell you one thing: when you said I didn't see Mark Gavin get pushed off the ball very much. Rob Newman, when we played, he was playing for Bolton on the left wing 
and we played that Freight Rover Cup final that we won 3 0 when uh, Riley scored. Mark Gavin got put about five rows back after 15, 20 minutes by Rob Newman and right off the pitch. And Mark Gavin disappeared for the rest of the game. I mean, he yeah. might as well have just, he might as well have stayed in the seats for how much good he did. But um, no, I, I think, yeah, look, it, it, let's, let's be honest, it wasn't much of a game. Were the players tired? Well, if ours were tired, so were theirs. So perhaps it was two tired teams. Yeah, could be. I don't. Yeah, I think the the darkness wasn't out by the fact that you know Birmingham were playing in in royal bloom. We played in black. Why? Uh, despite why? I, yeah, I, I I I don't understand that at all. Don't know why we didn't wear red and white. And then the white shorts might have helped as well. Um, it, you know, t- just two very dark colours uh, on a pitch. You know, that wasn't lit up very well. I just don't think it was. You know, it just wasn't very easy on the eye. Um, for the for the viewer at all, why we had to wear black, I, I don't know. I think it must just be uh, for the for the for the shirt manufacturers to sell a few more kits if if they got them available in the club shop. But there you go. But that well, the referee why, had bright that, orange tops on, didn't they? Which I haven't seen. Well, but only because yeah, probably because City were wearing black. You know, they probably, they wear they, could have worn, they wear they a could kit. Have worn fluorescent yellow, Mark. They could have worn fluorescent yellow. Yeah, City could have worn yellow. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, City, I have to say, just wearing well, bare white, you know. When, when Birmingham came to our place very early on in the season and beat us 2-0, they mm. looked very impressive. And Ray, Wayne Rooney's had 14 games in charge and he's got nine points. I mean, Ian, you know, new American owners, you know, those whispers of Steve Cooper going there. Um, they got to be they got to be questioning their decision to to bring him in, really, haven't they? Well, it was a stupid decision all round. I mean, Birmingham were fifth when they sacked Eustace and replaced him with Rooney. Now, Rooney's managerial record, however you look at it, isn't that great. Now, you could say, well, he did okay with Derby in difficult circumstances, but Derby had some quite good, highly paid players. Um, uh, But his record in America was poor. Um, So they they, they were celebrity owners and they wanted a celebrity manager. And I can understand why the Birmingham fans are upset. And I could understand why the Sunderland fans got upset because when Mowbray was fired, they were six and playing well. Mm. So I really don't get that. Steve Cooper, would he go there? Uh, don't know. He's probably setting his sights a bit higher, but you never know. He might see it as a challenge, but I can't. If they keep going with Rooney and you look at, you talk about substitutions. I looked at the players out on the bench. And I thought, who don't we want to come on? And it would have been big Djukovic for the last 20 minutes and uh, Gardner. Yeah. And they did, he didn't bring either of those on. He seems to be trying to prove a point. And, and the point he's proving is he's not a very good manager. Um, uh, and I think tactically, he's surrounded himself with his mates. Um, and this is everything I'm picking up from Birmingham City fans online. Um, a friend of mine uh, had a conversation with some Birmingham lads he knows and they, they said yeah we're fine going forward but we, we just can't defend and I, that's why I was very disappointed last night that we didn't score because the game before against Stoke um, I think the difference was the game before against Stoke they actually did try and attack and they just got picked off and I think I think they're um, 
I was I was glad to see that the, the uh, big centre back Roberts didn't didn't play last night because he's a, a menace from set pieces. And, that, okay. and what I think yeah, about that's, it, that's, uh, that's I, three of their players, Ian, that you wouldn't have wanted to come on then: Roberts, Gardner, and Djukovic. How old is Djukovic, by the way? Mark, is he? Do you know? How I think he's. he's I think he's about thirty-four, isn't he? He's, um, he's too old. He's, a, he's an English. Yeah, he's an he's an English player, isn't he? With a, with a Polish surname, he's actually. Uh, from this country, isn't he? Uh, I, remember, I was quite surprised when I looked at his history. Going back to Rooney, I think that the, the owners want to sprinkle some stardust. They, they more it's more akin to weed killer that they sprinkle really because the, the team is just dying on his on his ass, isn't it? They look like a bunch of strangers the way the way that they play. Compared well, to Ian us. said about teams slipping down. I'm looking at the bottom of the table. They're still seven points clear of. Uh, Hudders of, of QPR. I mean, I think Rotherham are gone now, but you just don't know, do you? But, uh, but no, they just look. They look like they're they look like they're they're, they're, they're treading water. Yeah. I mean, I think they brought on Oddie Burke, didn't they? Kishi Anderson, uh, who they got from uh, Swindon at the end of last season, and another player. But they just oh yeah, and Tyler Roberts. But they. I mean, apart from that Sunjit shot, they had they had really yeah. nothing. They had the one shot on target, I think, from the uh, which was just a, a grass cutter in the first half that that Max filled in, fielded it is 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 near post. That was the only shot on target in the whole game. But um, yeah, they looked like a team in in in, in trouble. They were you know were on the on the on the way on the way down unless they uh, sort themselves out. Not good. So anyway, we're recording this on was it Saturday? So they got a recovery day today. I think he said they're in training on Sunday. Ross McCrory was no, he's in training today. Ross McCrory, uh, Ian, when do you think when do you think McCrory is going to appear on the match day twenty? Do you think they might give him a couple of under well second tier games before they bring him back, or maybe give him twenty minutes of full competitive action sometime soon? I think the under twenty ones would be a be a good step for the length of time he's been out and, and play him in a position where he's going to have a bit of running to do. Um, I mean, you could play him at right back, but you you can play right back in those games and not get that many touches. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him do perhaps one half of football um, in that because he, he's another one. He's a big lad. He's six two and he can shift and he likes to tackle. So unleash him in that then i think you could see him on the bench for the west ham game and it'd be interesting to find out if um taylor gardner hickman is going to be cup tied for that one um but i, I think as he's uh, he's on loan and they're not looking to make it permanent until the end of the season uh, which is quite sensible you don't want to spend money that you don't need to spend right away uh but no i, I think um Andy King's also available and, and Andy's useful on the bench, I think, if you're seeing a game out. But, um, uh, it, it, you know, the other ones, Roberts is our only real cover for campering at left back. And Atkinson, because, I mean, Viner and Dickey have been two absolutely key players, but they're going to get tired the same as the rest. So, um, and please God, they don't get injured because that could undo a lot of the good work that we've done. Mm. So, that and a couple of signings, and I, I think, no, and touch wood, nobody else gets injured. Then I, I think we can actually say we've had, a, uh, if we beat Millwall, we've had an absolutely brilliant Christmas period. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Mark, moving on to Millwall, uh, they were, uh, I think, 
winners yesterday. Uh, they're without George Savile, a player who featured for us on loan. Was it in the promotion season under Cox? Yeah, yes, yeah. Under he was, yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, he was. He was on loan from from Wolves. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. He played, he, he, yeah, he played for Brentford the previous season. Uh, uh, so yeah. Yeah, they 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 won. They haven't been, they've been unbeaten in the last four games. Two home wins, two away draws. Um, apart from Norwich, you know, teams around the bottom, the bottom of the division. But they'll be, you know, they find themselves at the wrong end of the table after you know progressing really well under Rowett, and then they decided to part company with him uh, at the beginning at the beginning of the season, uh, not long after we beat them uh, at, at the uh, at the new den. So, you know, traditionally, we've always found it very difficult against Millwall. I think we beat him a couple of seasons ago, uh, at 3-2, when Andy Vyman got a hat-trick. I think mm. it might have been Boxing Day uh, a couple of seasons ago. But um, last season was another frustrating loss. And it's going to be very tough. Probably a team that's sitting, uh, you know, going to make it difficult for us. Very, very, very robust. And we're going to have to, have to be, be our patient best. Yeah, because they will sit in. Absolutely right. Mark, uh, Mark, Ian, looking at their side, sort of players to me that stand out, well, not stand out, that ring a bell. Cooper's a pretty solid defender, isn't he? And then Matt, is it Matt Wallace? Not to be confused with the other Wallace. Yeah, Wallace. He's a very good player who went to West Brom. Uh, up front, Bradshaw always seems to score against us, former Walsall player. But interestingly, I checked, he didn't get on. Joe Bryan not making the starting lineup, not being a consistent performer, whether he's been injured. Would he have been a good signing for us in the summer? There was extensive talk about him coming back. I think possibly you could say that, that Joe, uh, on what we've seen of first team action, would be a better player than Hayden Roberts for us. But then again, he's, he's a lot older. Um, I mean, Joe can probably give Hayden Roberts 10 years. So... Looking at Millwall, their away form isn't great. They're 19th in the current form league. They've won one of their last six, drawn two, lost three, scored nine and conceded nine, picked up five points out of 18. So if you compare and contrast that to our home form, where we're eighth in the home form, current form, where we've won four of the last six, haven't drawn any at home, uh, lost two. Uh, and we've also scored nine, but only conceded seven. And we've picked up 12 points uh, out of those uh, 18. So, uh, yes, I think they will. So they sat in last night. They had very little possession against Norwich, but they, they had as many shots on target. So it looked like, to me, like Norwich dominated the ball. I haven't seen the game, but it looked like Norwich dominated the ball, but didn't yeah. go anywhere with it. Um, so yeah, uh, I, Norwich, I think Norwich it, had sixty-five percent possession, eleven shots, three on target. Millwall had eleven, five on target with thirty-five percent possession. So yeah, so it, it's that old thing, isn't it? it? And bearing in mind Millwall were at home, um, it's that old thing about you know it's not the, the amount of the ball you have, it's what you do with it. Um, but yeah, I, I think particularly I, I I'd be looking at set pieces with Hutchison and and, and Cooper who are a nuisance. Um, they're both like the size of a wardrobe. So I don't want to see us playing the ball forward in the air. Thank you very much on Saturday. And we seem to be more considerate with our crossing in turning low, uh, which is the right thing to do with the size of forwards that we've currently got. 
and I, I can't see us having anybody yeah. lined up that's going to be available first to Jan. Um, no. So, you know, why not? Um, I, I think we need to play the football against them. I think they'll let us dominate possession if if we want to. And it's the sort of game where you need an early goal or even two to bring them out of their shell. So that's what we need to do. Um, and and let's, let's hope we do it. But it's certainly not a game we should be frightened of. And Absolutely looking at not. their team, it's only it's only the, the big guys at the back. They're not like Millwall of old, where everybody was a minimum of six foot two and they, they'd kick you up in the air. So mm. it's not that kind of team. But still need to be, like last night, we still need to be very careful from set pieces. Yeah. Mark, would you see um, Liam Manning making any changes or many changes? I mean, Max in goal, he's going to stick with a back four of Tanner, Viner, Dickey and Pring. Midfield, Knight's got to be there. Up front, Sykes will probably start. But, you know, you're then looking at maybe swapping Wells, Mametti, maybe TGH out. What? If any changes, do you think he'd make? Would you make on the on Monday, Mark? You first. I think the only the only change he might make is um, is Tommy for um, Naki Wells, and then you'd see that. And then, uh, but the rest, yeah, the rest will start. Same starting eleven. Uh, uh, Tommy Conway for Naki Wells. And that'll be yeah, that'll be the starting eleven. I think on uh, on Monday. The only the other player that I noticed that's on their uh, on their roster. God, that's a stupid word to say. Is a bright Norton, uh, Brook Norton Cuffey, mm-hmm. uh, big rangy uh, midfielder, wide player, played for Rotherham last season and and uh, um, Coventry on loan from Arsenal. So he's playing for him as well. Uh, number number four. Decent player, but I remember when he played at Rotherham, gave us loads of problems in the first half and faded completely in the second half. Don't know um, what sort of impact he made at Coventry, but he was there for the second half of, the, uh, mm-hmm. of last season. Um, but I think they'll miss they'll miss George Savile. But Tom Bradshaw has done quite well against us, ex Warsaw and uh, and Barnsley player, uh, decent centre forward, but. The difference this season is Millwood are really struggling. You know, usually they're uh, up and around the playoff positions, punching above their weight. This season they're struggling. And what you said about Joe Bryan, I think Joe Bryan would have been a gamble. I think at the time it was seen as a significant, a, a significant wage that we could be spent uh, spent else uh, making elsewhere. So I think really in making that decision to go there may have helped us because I think that might have left a, a bit of a hole in our budget. And I think, I think I think since October, yeah. so he's uh, not available anyway. I mean, I think this thing, <coughs> excuse me, this thing on budgets. I think if. Uh, there seems to be a lot of sentiment for getting Joe back. And that sentiment, yeah. if I may say, may even have been coming at the highest levels in the club. And <clears> I think <throat> when they want to do something, budgets and stuff like that tend to go out the window a little bit. I think Joe under Pearson was not going to get an assurance that he would start. But then that left side, and I, I'm not a Joe Bryan fan. I never was, right? But that left side with Joe Bryan, Cam, and Roberts as an understudy and Mometi, that left side would have been stronger for him being there than it is at the moment. Yeah, because Cam is the only, I'll call it, solid player on that um, on that left side. Um, do, do you agree with that, Ian? But you know, with, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, it might have been a good addition, or 
you know, that's why I'd say if my mum was my uncle or we, whatever. <laughs> we, we, well, we might have dodged the, the other thing to say is, Dave, we might have, we might have dodged a bullet. Yeah. Uh, high, high wages and he's not getting in Millwall side and he didn't, uh, if I remember the game up there correctly, he didn't pull up any trees in that game, did he? No. Um, so I, I'm, um, yeah, I, I think Hayden Roberts is a young player. Um, he, he got that, what was described at the time as a knock, but turns turns out it's been a pretty significant inj injury. So let's hope he comes back and he's fit and he's uh, firing. And, and, and what it confirmed to me is that we need a, a much stronger pre-season calendar. You know, we we can the, the games we had. We might as well have had games against. Oh, the three park sides. I mean, the preseason. Hang on, Dave. The, the you know the we might as well have played the you know the three lions and the dog and duck. Um, so it's uh, we need that that's those stronger games so you can actually judge and and when a a player you know you play against teams like that and all of a sudden the the first game of the season you're up against Preston. Who were still not far behind us, and like I say, they okay, they lost to Sheffield Wednesday, uh, they beat Leeds, so you know they ain't a bad side. Um, so so it it it'll be, you know, it, I think it's going to be interesting. But on Joe, if I had the chance to sign him next week, I'm not sure I want to. Certainly not on significant wages. No, uh, not now. No, definitely not now. But and there's, no, um, and there's of course there's no resale value. Um, you know, re real resale value is there. That's the that's the thing. Um, and the other thing we're looking to bring in, and I think that Dave uh, Fev's alluded to it on the last podcast, is we want runners, players who can run and run, and um, especially un under Liam Manning. You know, we we, we want we want that energy uh, with players with players coming in. So uh, yeah, I'm not sort of necessarily think that be um, you know something that Joe could do. I'll come up on that comment, run and run, in a minute. Because um, I've been reading Alan Dix. He Dix's 50 years in football. Did either of you guys get that as a Christmas present at all? No, no. God, you got must have thought there's other halves then. That's what I would say. But uh, Ian, how many matches is the how much how, how many matches has Liam had now? It is ten, isn't it? Is that ten games? It's ten. Yes, it's ten. What, is it? Is it four three three? Yes. Um he's yeah. he's definitely won four. Yeah, I, I I put it up on um Twitter last night. Yeah, he's he's I mean before that game he had a forty four percent win rate. He's dropped right down to forty now, and I think he's about the same on point. So what's clear is that we need to do better in terms of winning games away from home. So we we'd be better off I know it's it's mathematically it's a simple thing to say, but we'd be better off winning one, losing one than drawing two. But then again, there are things to say for staying unbeaten, you know, in terms of the confidence of the um, uh, confidence of the club, um, but and the confidence of the team in professional footballers' confidence seems to be about ninety minutes long at times, and we know what City are like in terms of you come up against a club that's that's struggling, um, we'll do them a favour and lose to them. Um, so yeah, I I, I think. I mean, alluding to a point here that John H has made, eight red cards in the EFL yesterday, four in the championship. Is that a sign of fatigue? Yeah, could be, couldn't it? Um, so I, I think that that's a 
that's a, a worthwhile point. And I've, I've put a comment on Twitter thanking people for the points they're making this morning because there's some really interesting stuff um, on there. Hopefully, we're, we're bringing Adam Murphy in, as, as we discussed. Um, and there's also a very good right back there. But I, I think he's may we may be up against some stiff competition from the yeah. likes of Man City. Somebody to put up as well. I think, I think development Dave, squad. Yeah, I think Dave Fev's commented on it, said probably no substance to it, but there was a League Two centre forward that was linked, we were linked with somewhere that would satisfy that different to what we've got up front. He looked a bit like uh, a bit like Seb Palmer Holden in terms of physicality and what have you. But uh, okay, I said about running, I have been reading the Alan Dix book over Christmas and um, really, really interesting, particularly his period being brought up in uh, London during the, during the war and the immediate aftermath of it. If anybody hasn't got that book, go out and get it. It's really, really good. But Alan Dix was talking in there about getting players that can run, if you can run. And he said, that was a thing in his own game that he had everything, but he lacked pace and that was his downfall and he said about getting players running running and running and you know he said he was often commented on that uh, we were a side that was hard to beat because of our fitness and our running now the game obviously is a lot quicker and the fitness levels a lot higher than what it was back then but there was another interesting thing that he commented on and i'd be interested in uh, your your views on this that he used to do a lot of training particularly on a friday and they didn't have the HPC, a lot of training on the Ashton Gate pitch. And he talked about rehearsing moves and stuff like that, sometimes without opposition, which did seem a bit strange because, you know, big centre-half is not just going to let you walk through the middle. But, yeah, and how the groundsman would, you know, berate him for wanting to, to play on that pitch. But you first, Mark. I mean, do you think there is something to be said for rehearsing routines on the actual pitch that you're going to play on because Ashton Gate isn't the fortress that it was but what what do, do you think there's any merits in doing that at all or is it enough for the HPC pitch size to replicate what uh, what um, Ashton Gate is maybe a little bit maybe for younger players to, to give them the feel of that um, maybe the maybe the atmosphere but I think the, the difference now is that you know with with the sport with the sports science all the all the metrics all the information that players are given they should be a lot better balanced now with the information and preparation than they would have had in in that era i remember uh, dix was the first with with john um Jonathan Pearce and his dad, yeah. John John Pearce to show you know record you know to show um, edited highlights of games uh, on on you know open real videotape, which is you know which is the ones that are being cleaned up at the moment uh, to to use for post for post match analysis spliced spliced video. So they they just weren't they just didn't have the same same preparation as players get to the gate day. So they they would be much better prepared. Uh, you know, million million times better than you know, well, a lot better than players in in of that era. Uh, and better coaching uh, should be getting better coaching. You know, co coaches uh, in the true sense rather than 
rather than managers who who, who wouldn't actually who, who wouldn't don a tracksuit. You know, even Brian Clough it was a case in point. He wasn't a tracksuit yeah. manager. He left that to others. He was just able to get get the most out of players. Uh, you know, by talking to them, by coaxing them, and finding their weak. But the bit, you know, getting ten percent more out of the out of the uh, out, out of the. The the the, the 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 better players and twenty percent out of the out of the ordinary players, you know, there's a difference. There's yeah. a di- it's different times, really. It's cool. And different times again. This applies in T- Tony Collins, who was very much a man behind the scenes at Ashton Gate with the <clears throat> player you'd call him a modern day football director, and he used to say the routine. There was no transfer windows back then, but the routine. Back then was, you know, he said what we used to do, we would watch a player twice away and once at home. And then we would decide whether, and then Alan Dix would then go and watch him physically. I mean, what what level of physically going to what, and Terry Cooper and Clive Middlemass used to do this, traipsing around the country. I mean, you know, Nigel Pearson, particularly with with his bad back, but... Do you think our play, our decisions are made too much on looking at clips? And we all saw what you can do with video clips with Luke Donny and things like that. You know, what what do you think of that? No, I mean, we still go in physically watch players. Um, we had scouts out of games last night. Um, so, so what you've got to remember is that time's moved on. There were no... You couldn't get videos of players. There was no YouTube. There was no highlights. There was no um, no <coughs> statistics that you could you can just pay a subscription and get into that tell you a great deal. On the pitches, the pitches at the HPC are every bit as good as the pitch at Ashton Gate. And don't forget that we didn't used to have a rugby team playing on the pitch. Sometimes on a Friday night, the day before we play on a Saturday, can you imagine? what the Ashton Gate pitch would have been like years ago if we'd have done that. It would have been like a quagmire. Because don't forget the reserves used to play on there as well when it wasn't the under-21s. But but there was a a lot of... um, No, I I think what you've got to say, Dave, is is that times have have moved on. We've got far better facilities. Um, Players years ago... I've made the point before of the the year that we uh, got promoted to the uh, what's what's now the Premier League. Five players played every four, single game yeah, of the did. season, including the cup matches. Yeah. Now four players also played almost every single game. So that's nine. We only used sixteen players in the league all season, albeit. It was only 42 games. But remember then, we were talking about use of subs. You only had one. I know. I know. So times have changed. Times have changed. It's moved on, I think, largely for the better. And I don't think players play anything like as much. I don't think they play at all when they're injured. And by injured, I don't mean their legs hanging off. I, I mean, in, if they feel in, I'll call it suboptimal condition, right? So years ago, it had been, hang on, mate, we'll just whack a bit of cortisone like, in oh. there, you'll be fine. Mm. Now, I mean, you only have to look at players like Tommy Smith, that old war horse at Liverpool. I mean, dear me, mm. he, he, the bloke was in his late 40s. He looked about 65 and he was walking on two sticks. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's a it's it's, it's terrible. I mean, Dave Febbs just made the point: bring back one sub. I yeah. nine subs. I actually quite like. It. I, I think there's a um, I think there's a midway point. I think having three subs and having six on the bench that that's a compromise because it is a bit excessive. Mark, sorry, you got your hand the, up. The other thing that's changed. I mean, it, up to about 30, thirty odd years ago, players were having like steak and eggs, weren't they, uh, as a pre-match meal? You're thinking, how can you digest some of that stuff? You know, and of course, after training. You know, they might have sausage, egg, and a fried slice. You just wouldn't even contemplate wouldn't that. Wouldn't touch that, it now. That, that, right. that sort of fuel and, now. And wash it down. And wash it down with three pints. And then have a couple of fags <laughs> out the back after training as well. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I, let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, just you first, Mark. I'm going to say um, one of one of our. Uh, there seems to be an exodus of ex city players drifting or city. Yeah. An exodus of ex city players. It's just <laughs> exodus. <laughs> Of ex city players across to the dark side of uh, our fair oh, city. Oh, you Chris Martin. Chris what Martin. Well, Chris Martin, who scored yesterday again. Yeah. He's he's showing that he can still do it at League One level, but being confirmed, Jamie McAllister. Yeah. Right, gone to join Matt Taylor. Yeah. Um, obviously, Little Lee didn't take him to Fleetwood. And I guess the prospect of There's a only job so much in... fish to go round, David. That's why. So you know, it's <laughs> the prospect of a job in Bristol, yeah, and a job, never mind, and a job in Bristol. He balanced that off against being given a lot of stick for being an ex-red over there. What do you think of Jamie Mack going over there? Well, it's up, it's up to him. To be quite honest, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered by Bristol Rovers. We haven't played him in the league since 2001. I just don't. I, frankly, my dear, as Clark Gable said, Rep Butler, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ian? Were you the same? Yeah, not not bothered. I mean, good luck. To yeah, good luck, good luck to Jamie. Good luck to Chris Martin. Yeah, I think he's uh, left Hibs uh, since he left Hibs, and uh, they need to work. He he knows the city very well. He he lived here for long enough because obviously when he left here he went to Yeovil, didn't yeah. he? Mm, mm. Um, oh yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, Matt Taylor was very very well thought of uh, down here at Exeter. Um. Is so Dave well just said Matt Taylor is a bloody good manager. Said, so did he leave Exeter to go to Rovers, or was he between jobs? What's no, he went to Rotherham. He went to Rotherham, Rotherham, right? Okay, and then he was eased out at Rotherham. Yeah, yeah, he got a Rotherham job because Warren, Warren left to go to Derby. He's the manager. Manager go round. Yeah, he got sat by Rotherham. Yeah, gotcha. Right. So. No, 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 I mean, you know, I'm not going to say good luck to him, but but it, you know, for, on a personal level. Any job's better than no job, isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I think that you know Matt Taylor was very very well thought. I can only tell you that because obviously down my neck of the woods, I I speak to uh, Exeter City and Argyle fans. Um, heard last night that at the start of the season we were in for uh, is it Ryan Hardy, their centre forward, Plymouth. All right. And then then he signed an extended contract with under Schumacher. Now Schumacher's just left to go to Stoke. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I think, and and they seem to have picked up. I mean, they, they like I say, they played well. I watched the uh, Birmingham game against uh, Stoke the other night, and Birmingham were dreadful. But I have to say, Stoke were played decent football. It wasn't, you know, lumpy, lumpy football. It was good, accurate passing, and and they played on the counter, which we didn't have much chance to do, to be honest, because Birmingham already had the ball. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, I think uh, in terms of Taylor, I, I think he'll be light years ahead of the bloke they had before. I've got to be honest, and he won't be anything like his controversial. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, a low bar to set they're, with you know, they're they're isn't it? a little bit too far off. Uh, well, Nine points off the, off the playoffs. Off the playoffs to be a I think with our own form, I mean, we now got a ten. We've got a ten gate that 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 ten game block for Liam Manning. Strange enough, six away, only four at home, and we won three out of four. And that Norwich game. Um, well, no, we should have got at least got a, a draw. We, what we, we, we didn't want to do is we wanted to make sure we didn't lose the game. That's what we didn't do. That was the big mistake. But we've seen the team progress in those 10 games. That's that's the, no, the difference. We've, right. seen, we've seen a definite progression. And now we've got to keep that up. I'm yeah. not expecting huge things. Um, I'm, I'll enjoy the ride, the unbeaten run. Uh, as long as it goes on, if we get into the top six, great. Like the Sears, make a make make some additions in January. It can only improve the team and those players coming back. The squad will be hugely stronger. Our problem again, even though we, I mean, if, um, we're saying this, um, even though we scored three against Hull and we got four against Watford, you know, we we can't miss those presentable chances when they come along. So we still got to score those goals, and it's the away form that needs sorting out now because the home form is very good under Liam yeah. Manning. Three out of three wins out of four. That's very good. Got to be happy with that, Ian. You'd endorse that as well, really, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I say, if you look at where we were when he came in the door, and I think the other side of it is the football's been more entertaining. Mm. Uh, you're not. It doesn't matter what. Who you are, you I mean, look at some of the results Man City have had yes, uh, lately. They haven't, and they're the best team in the world. Yeah. Um, but they, they don't get it right all the time. I mean, they were 2 0 up with only about 15 20 minutes to go against Palace and got pegged back to two all. So it's not always going to go for you because, as Bobby Robson once famously said, when a journalist asked him, Why don't why, why can't we do this and why can't we do that? he said, Well, the other side won't let you, and that's. That's true uncanny. as ever, and and <laughs> yeah, and but it's true, isn't it? You know, you're you're not playing against yeah. mannequins, mannequins or road road cones. Yeah, I, I want to know that was you've done you you done Gary Johnson for us. Your impersonation the other day, good Bobby Robson one then. Have you have you been working on your Liam Manning impression yet? Uh, I might have been because uh, it's no, no, don't, no, don't, 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 don't look, people can see it here. Think, have, have a think about that. But, uh, He's got the affirmative, he's got the American affirmative right. You know, Nigel had that dismissive laugh that, well, <laughs> well, yeah. uh, well, Liam's got the American affirmative right. And, and that is, if someone says, says something to you and you agree with it, you go, I know, right? <laughs> well, he'll, he'll do that quite a few times. I think, I, I think I've, I think I've said it before. Um, it's about behavior. people who get fed up, fed up with me saying this. Um, it's all but, about you know, process, behaviors, performances, attitudes, and, and behaviors, behavior, attitudes, yeah. right? Right, right. <laughs> so he's, he's got he's got that he's got that little bit, Liam. Yeah. But um, and the other the other ones at the moment, the really interesting one for me is um, Ange Postacoglu, Sean Dyche. And the the caller at the darts trying to outdo each other in the gruff of the year award because Ange Ange is 
on his press conference, he's, he's, yeah, all right, mate. Well, I look, you know, I mean, okay, he was at in an Australian show. accent. When, yeah, right, that mate. Sounded, that sounded listen, a bit like don't listen to Gary Johnson does Ange Postacoglu. Yeah. Or, or Sean Dyche, but Sean's a bit louder. He's not quite as low key as Ange. Ange is right down. Uh, Ange is right down here, mate. You know, yeah. he always sounds. Sure, don't talk to me about VAR. Uh, he's got his, uh, you know, he's got his hand in his head. But look, you know, that's how it is, and that's what it's going to be. So like who was that last one there, Ian? You've lost me now. Was it? That was Ange. That was Ange. What my, yeah. my favourite is what? What was it? Somebody said um, um, when Sean Dyche was at City and he was injured. Um, that story, which there was a fan sitting near him in the grandstand and said something to him that, that, that elicited a punch. <laughs> what was that, Ian? It was something. It always makes me laugh. No, no. <laughs> Somebody said something to Sean. What are you, do, what are you doing these, get, what you doing called, these days? Or something? He, used to get called, he used to get called sick, no? Yeah. Yeah, not, not the highlight when he went career, up in Sean Dyche being at us, but... Uh, Everton. Same with Gary, uh, Gary O'Neill. I mean, look at him. Today. Wolves playing Everton today because we're recording this on Saturday. And Gary O'Neill seems to be uh, showing that Bournemouth were a bit harsh in uh, getting rid of him. Matt Moore's just said on the text, Ian's no Mike Yarwood. Um, on that point, we'll. I'm glad of that. Mike's dead. Yes. <laughs> on that point. Boy, am I glad of that. On that point. <laughs> on that point, we will call it a day. Uh, Sorry. Happy New Year to Go you, on. Ian, because we're going to be recording uh, the Millwall Review nine o'clock Tuesday morning. So, Happy New Year. Got any special plans or relatively quiet? No, we've we've got. Um, hopefully, if my um, I'm currently suffering from a bad back, um, and hopefully, if I'm um, uh, if I'm okay, I'll be up the up at Ashton Gate for the. Um, for the Millwall game, but at the moment, it, it, it I'm actually better when I'm stood up than when I'm laid down. It is very, very painful. Oh. Um, so hopefully, I'll be able to. You got, you got what, and... Nigel? You got a bad back like our Nigel? Dear, this, this, I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, mate. I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, I got, um, but no, then, then we got the grandchildren are down here at the moment with their mum and dad, obviously, because um, you don't want five year olds driving down the motorway, do you? <laughs> Um, so we we got um, we, somebody peed or, or the two year old even worse. Oh, so much as he got wind. No, no, it, it's not a wincing with pain, mate. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I can see you in a lot. Okay, so you got you got you got yourself. So what about you, Mark? For New Year's, um, I'm getting over a cold. I should be all right. Um, but the wife's in bed. She's Feeling, feeling awful so i don't think we'll be doing anything new year's eve i should be at ashton gate with my sister and her boyfriend uh hopefully on uh on new year's day which which would be great enjoying the game but i think the reason i got such a bad cold was shaking everybody's hands and high-fiving everybody several times at the whole city game yeah <laughs> 10 yeah. 10 days ago so i'm suffering suffering because because of that oh. and the wife can probably hear that next door but now yeah. i'll be i'll be a very quiet new year's eve tomorrow so uh yeah. sadly but uh no it's um it's been a very interesting year we've finished it strongly um you know Best wishes to all Bristol City fans, the best fans in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Sport unites us, and we got the best fans in the world. And thank you to everybody who follows the Forever Bristol City podcast. Yeah. And thank you, David, for giving us a chance to air our views. Uh, 
You know, I think we're no, getting stronger. You've got, you've got these statistics fun. to finish off with. Yeah, it's good fun. It is good fun to do it. You've got any uh, statistics at all? Uh, today, about, I don't know. About, I mean, about, somebody about, said you'd show we've managed to We've managed to keep going. I, I have to say that after last night, this is probably one of the hardest to get through because there was so little to talk about well, we never i don't think it i don't think it raised itself above above the level of mediocre it was that that low wasn't it yeah but uh but there we go no thanks to everybody who's listened to us and watched us increasing number of youtube subscribers i don't know i look like shit this morning and i haven't even been drinking but uh, but there we go anyway happy new year everybody and uh we look forward to speaking to you or talking to you after the Millwall game, recording on 9 o'clock on Tuesday, the 2nd of January. All the best, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah, have a great Bye-bye. new year, everybody. Look, stay Bless safe. everybody. Bye. Happy New Year. Good luck. Load them all away. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he stops throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins are bubba-bubbing along When Richard Robbins come bubba-bubbing along Along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up Get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy, what if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours, I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song, when the red, red robin starts bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.